Welcome to the most energetic, positive, happy, and healthy podcast in the world. Living the dream. Dream stands for diet, rest, exercise, attitude, and meaning. I'm your host, certified health coach, motivational speaker, sober since July of 2016, American Ninja Warrior competitor, two-time world record holder, and ultra-marathoner, Matt Scaletti. Here we go! Welcome back to the Living the Dream podcast. Matt Scaletti here with special guests coming from Montana. This is Summer Slevin. After over a decade working with visionaries as an executive assistant and integrator, Summer created the Time Rich Method, which I'm excited to learn about today, to help identify and delegate tasks that are not within an entrepreneur's zone of genius or joy. This method aims to empower entrepreneurs to focus on their strengths and strategically delegate the rest, creating more freedom, which seems to be a theme that's going to come up today, and simplicity in their business. Welcome, Summer. What's up? Thank you. Hello. Hello, I'm everyone. <laughs> I'm excited to have you. I'm excited for our chat. Me too. I've been looking forward to this. I mean, me and you both. So you're in Montana now. I don't think you grew up there. Can you walk us through just your upbringing? And I'm going to lead to the question of, were you always an entrepreneur? How did you grow up business, non-business? Give us a little background. Oh, I love that. Uh, let's see. I grew up in Illinois. Um, so that's kind of where my roots are. My family's there still. Uh, it's central Illinois. And I think I was really born a visionary, but trained as an integrator. Uh, so I became an executive assistant when I was 18, uh, just by happenstance. Uh, my cousin knew somebody looking for an assistant and it just kind of, I found one after the neck uh, of entrepreneurs or visionaries that wanted to work with me. But I think early on, I knew that I had a lot of ideas. I was an idea girl. And actually, I remember like wanting to create a business when I was young called Your Needs, Etc., where we would like, you know, do whatever you needed um, from picking up prescriptions, picking up groceries. I was like young. I mean, I couldn't drive. <laughs> and I was like, mom, you're going to drive us to pick up people's groceries. Like, I mean, I don't know. And I printed out like flyers that like had the little tear things because I'd seen at the grocery store and my mom wouldn't let me put them up because she's like, wait, this is my job that I would have to do. <laughs> but I remember like designing everything, like getting it all. So I guess I always have been really an idea generator. But I also remember when I was probably about 10, my sister for my birthday took me to Barnes & Noble and said, pick out whatever you want. And I picked out a... Uh, a planner that helps you block your time so that you spend your time more effectively. And she was like, are you okay? Like you're 10. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know how to spend my time more effectively. <laughs> like, so, so yeah, I mean, I think I've been, I took a, the visionary integrator assessment, which is um, something rocket fuel, uh, Google it. It's really interesting, but I took this assessment to see if I was more of a visionary, kind of the the what and the why or more of the integrator, which is the who and the how. And I got an 8181. So I like scored equal on both. I think my brain works in both ways, um, which can be good and can be bad. Um, so yeah, I think, I don't know that, uh, I think I just was born a visionary and, and trained myself to be more of that integrator that like 
get stuff done kind of um, personality type. So yeah, I love that. And talk more about the integrator, because I was reading that. And, and before we hopped on here, I guess in, in my brain, I was wondering exactly what that means, and what you help people with for that. So what is what is an integrator? <laughs> so like I kind of just briefly mentioned there, I think of it in these terms, like the, the visionary is the what and the why, right? So they are really the one that started the business. They have a million ideas. They're all brilliant ideas, but a lot of times they have a hard time executing those ideas to fruition, sticking right. with one thing, avoiding the shiny objects, right? The <laughs> integrator can come in and be that like that right-hand person that really helps with the the what or the the who and the how. So who needs to do it and how it can get done so that it can be seen to fruition, but also be like in their corner understanding the vision, but making sure that they stick to it and don't just attract all the shiny objects. Like you don't need to start that podcast. If, if the first thing is that you need to generate leads, like what's already worked in the past, let's double down on that. Um, and you don't need to like create that ebook. If you know, this is not actually what we need to focus on this quarter, you know, like, so helping them kind of rein in that excitement and that energy so that they can see things to fruition. Right. So there's all these types of integrators you can have. You can have like uh, someone on your team that's just naturally an integrator. You can hire an integrator to come in and just work with you all the time. You can hire a fractional integrator to like come in at different times. And I kind of call myself almost like a foundational integrator, but I'm also just like an efficiency personal trainer <laughs> where yeah. I come in and I want to work with you and it's more done with you as an integrator. So I'm training you to build the muscles so that you think about where your zone of genius is and then you build the muscles for efficiency for that streamlined elimination automation and delegation so i will work with you for three months on almost like a boot camp of weekly calls to train those muscles and my entrepreneurs have been like okay i literally started thinking in this is a task i don't need to do who do i give it to and how and that is exactly it because i don't want you to feel like you can't do that you need someone to do that you can actually be taught how to do it and it's easy like you don't need to lift the 300 pound weight of knowing all of that, but you can lift 10 pound reps until the 300 pound weight is no big deal. So that's kind of what I do. Um, and no, it's great. Yeah, it's like integration, efficiency, some sort of hybrid with the time range method. So no, that's I love how you say zone of genius as well. And and so you, I would imagine there's a lot of people like you said, that have a lot of great ideas. And but then they don't know what to do with them. So does it matter what stage somebody's in? Like, I, I feel like I see this a lot where people, somebody has a full-time job, but maybe they want to start a side hustle. They don't know where to start or they have 37 different ideas and they can't pinpoint one. Do you work with people in all those different capacities or is there one that you typically target in on? Well, I do believe that start where you are and really focus on trying to pick one that really rejuvenates you, but practicing the skill of discipline and com consistency. So it really helps if you create a focus filter for um, running your decisions through, like, does this actually help me generate more leads, um, help me, you know, like my big filter is, does this help me make more and work less, right? And then I have to get down to the nitty gritty. What does it mean to work less? Well, less than 25 hours per week would be ideal. What does it mean to work more? Well, that's a dollar amount more than I've ever made, right? And so it becomes like my on track or off track with this goal. Do I take on these clients that help me 
do this goal, right? And so I don't necessarily work with people who are just starting out. I really work with people who are ready to simplify and scale their business. Um, and I've really niched down on my demographic because my methods can be applicable to other people, but the one-on-one -on -one consulting that I do works really effectively for people who are in teams of like, you know, one to 10 who are ready to really like, okay, I need to streamline everything, simplify and scale. So they're ready to start letting go to grow, documenting processes so that they can um, streamline their operations, creating rhythms for that accountability, um, creating the focus filters. So I usually work with those people um, who have already invested in things. And so they're not scared to invest a big dollar and in, in somebody that's going to be there with them for three months um, or a VIP day. So they've already know they don't have to like be scared of that investment there. And um, they're ready to get ROI on what they invest in me. Um, and I'm only less than 5% of their revenue, like for them to invest in. So I look at those things. I've done all the simple math so that it's like a no brainer to work with me because there's all this ROI. No worries. Um, and then the people who have the side hustle, I say like, yes, you can absolutely eliminate, automate, and delegate right now. And you can absolutely streamline right now and create simplicity right now. It's the best time to do it before it's created complexity just naturally, right? And so this is a great time for you to really focus on your processes and your people. And it's not too early to delegate or hire a VA. VAs can be very affordable and you can have a process for streamlining that so that you are dripping out things um, so that you can stay in your zone of genius and joy even at the earliest stage. Well said. And you just, you just seem like you know your business front and back and what your values are and what you stand for. And that's huge. I mean, you can just see the confidence that you say it with. And I, I do want to ask you, I want to stay on this for one more second. What do you think holds people back in whether it's in their business or bringing on a, a coach or consultant? What, what do you, what do you think holds people back from any area of life, whether it's business or outside of that? Well, I mean, I think ultimately a lot of times it comes to fear. So there's just a lot of limited beliefs that everybody has and holds. Um, you say I have confidence and I, I think I do too, but confidence comes from results. So you can take tiny steps and see little results and build that confidence slowly. My, my phrase last year was grow slow. I didn't wanna make a million last year. I wanted to grow slow so that my confidence could keep up with me. And so that I wasn't like just unsustainably growing for, for what I needed. And also so that my limited beliefs could catch up and my like, you know, money fears and self-worth fears could just slowly get less and less out of, you know, like the, the, the box that they were in at the beginning. Um, and seeing results, you know, if you have a dream, it's usually because it can transform people. It's usually because it can make a positive impact. That's why you're so passionate about it. Focus on that impact. Focus just really, really streamlined on that impact, that big impact that you can make if you really focus in. And then see one little result after the next. Ask people, is, did, how did this change you? Like, did this help you lose weight or like be more productive or X, Y, Z, right? Like, did it? And if people say yes, you start building that confidence and you start building that steam. And then I think the biggest thing is keep it sustainable because the energy that comes from an idea will dwindle. 
it will because like there's just so much hard work that will happen and there's uncomfortable things that will happen when you choose to start your own business it's uncomfortable some of the times a lot of the times I'm like (laughs) some of the times but I think it's really important to keep it really sustainable so look at things from a data-driven decision um as much as you do emotional and gut-based, look at data, look at those results. Um, I keep like a little happy file where my VA will like, I'm like, literally like, and he just send me the happy file because I'm like stressed out and I feel like I'm not making a difference. And she'll send me all the testimonials and little words that people have sent me on Telegram and all the things that my clients have said or people have talked to. And I just am like, okay, like we're doing it. We're doing good things. Or I'll literally get on a call with my VA and she's my biggest cheerleader. Like today she was like, you're the kindest entrepreneur. Like she was just like, she's <laughs> such an advocate. So sweet. So like have people in your, on your team and in your corner that will keep, keep you going, keep that momentum, hang out with the people who believe in you. I mean, you have to have people in your life that you have relationships with because of maybe obligation or family. Like you love them. You want to be around them. That's fine. But for each of those one people, I've heard you have to have five other people that understand your world that cheer you on that don't drain you right so for one person that drains you have five others that don't that fill you up um so like you can still keep those people in your life but you need to have other people in your life you need to really carefully cultivate the other relationships that are intentional in your life join a mastermind or um hire a coach because that is going to keep you pumped up and have someone in your corner have people in your corner so anyway those are some things i love that (laughs) <laughs> no, I love all of that. You're not going to believe this. Just real quick. I have a thing called, I call it a smile file. And it's the same exact concept, that. same exact concept as the happy file. I, I love that you have that. And because that can, it gives me a boost every single time I look at it. And it's like, if I'm having one of those blah days, boom, it can snap me out of it. So I love that you, I love that you have that, the happy file. It is, it's, it's a genius move. I'm a big fan. Yeah, uh, Totally. And I mean, what, it's like gratitude. It's it's like that similar kind of dopamine hit where you're like, I'm making an impact. Like I'm seeing, it's like that feeling of gratitude that you're like expressing to yourself almost or to the work that you've put in. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I love how you said joining. I mean, I, I love the quote, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And it seems like you're speaking to exactly that. For the person that's listening to this and they go, well, I mean, Summer, that's easy for you. Like you have all these great people around you and maybe they maybe they have all fun suckers around them. Do you have any advice on what's the first step somebody can take to get that that one or two or five individuals who can be encouraging for them? How, how do we meet those people? Hmm, it's a really good question. I feel like... That seems like another limited belief, right? Like that you don't have any control of who you're around. Um, You can have those energy suckers in your life. Maybe your husband isn't on board with your business or they are a doubtful person, or maybe you need that in your life to like regain that like equilibrium of like energy and whatever. Like you need somebody that's like calling things into question. That's totally fine. But be really intentional about the, the non-obligational relationships, like that friend that every time you get off the phone, you feel tired or every time you hang out, like really listen to your body. I think that's so important to like know how people are making you feel, how your body feels when you speak to that client, when you say yes to that thing, when you go to work, when you talk to that person. I think it's so important to like hear because that's 
that's going to tell you who energizes you, who believes in you, who makes you feel good. But for meeting the people, there's a ton of ways to do it. You can do it online. That's a really great way to look and it's really accessible. You can find groups, you can Google things, um, groups that blah, 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 like Facebook groups. Um, somebody that you already know, like, and trust will probably know other people that you will know, like, and trust. So ask for introductions, um, ask to like talk to somebody. And if you can, if you have the ability, if you have the time and the money, go to events with people that are like-minded, go out. Um, you can do meetups like meetups.com. They might have like good, you know, there's different like in-person meetings that might be in your area, but if you can go to like a conference, go to 29029 where I met Matt, like if you really can, I highly recommend it as a very valuable investment um, is just being around those people. I try to like go to like a conference or a meeting or a networking thing every single either month or quarter because that gives me so much momentum and energy. And I have met the most amazing people and share your story and be genuinely curious about other people. Like have that open mind that there are so many people that are smarter than you in the world. And like, if you can have that open mind and just like talk to people and try to like suck up whatever they have for you and not just try to tell people what to do or try to like put your expertise on them. Just like, what can you learn from these people and how can you just absorb their energy and like just really just exchange things with them, um, exchange ideas, exchange energy, like come to serve. And I think if you show up in a, in a heart of service, people will gravitate towards you and you don't even have to go looking it you the right people will come honestly and uh and so i don't know just just start by little things like what can you do today to you know reach out to someone who you look up to or who you get energy by being around ask them if they know anybody that like you should talk to or hang out with say i'm like always looking for new friends you know of anybody who uh who loves what i love I just met like three new friends last week because I was talking about like wanting to speak to masterminds. I was like, you know, anybody's in one. And then like, people were like, Oh my God, yeah, I have this person. And you would actually love them. You would really like resonate with them. And now I met like amazing new people that I, I have a call with somebody like um, pretty soon. Cause I've never met her, but apparently we're the same person. So <laughs> never know. <laughs> You're that's so true. And I agree. I agree with everything you said. I mean, you just gave us all like 26 different ideas on what we can do. <laughs> But it's true, like there are so many ways to do it. And I think as as difficult as COVID was, it, it gave us opportunities to meet. I feel like so many more people are open to meeting online or hopping on a Zoom call or like there's just in the event space, you're so right. I mean, you go to an event of something you enjoy, you're going to meet people who enjoy the same thing and you already have something in common and then boom, like it's just amazing what can happen. So I... I, I love everything you said, and I also love because you practice what you preach. And for those that don't know, and I don't know this story in detail, so we're hopefully going to find out. Can you share with us what you did? Was it five years ago? See, years it was ago? like 2018 or something. <laughs> so, so walk us through before you... <laughs> Before you drop the bomb on what you did, like walk us through what was going on up until that point and why you decided to go on this journey that you went on. Oh, okay. Wow. So the lead up. Wow. Okay. So something that I told Matt and I kind of talk about is like, I think your twenties are for saying yes. And your thirties are for saying no. 
And uh, I think like your 20s, you should say yes to as much as possible, as many opportunities as possible within reason. And then your no should be really cultivating what feels right. Okay, yeah, like saying no to the things that don't feel like good because you, now you spent your 20s saying yes to so much, or at least that's just my practice. So I, in my 20s, I said yes to like everything. I worked 30, I don't know how many jobs. Um, I like lived in different places. I, I just said yes to whatever. Um, after college, I went on a road trip, lived in a car for two months, um, started like somebody told me I should get a national parks pass. I was like, oh, parks pass. I went to national parks at that point. Um, I like worked in a farm for a minute, um, just like went all over the place, like just met people, asked them to take my picture of me and my dog in front of my car and started talking to them. Like just would walk into like, you know, like a restaurant or whatever. And I'd be sitting alone and then I'd like see some people laughing and I'd be like, Hey guys, like, can we be friends? Like that topic was really, like, I literally would be like, <laughs> like, and you know, it would be embarrassing sometimes because some people would be like, mm, no. And I'd be like, no, <laughs> you just, I just put myself out there. Cause I was like, like my motto was like, screw it. Let's do it. Right. Like, so I was like, okay, summer, screw it. Let's do it. Like, um, so like I talked myself up. So in 20, oh my gosh, I can't even remember. I think it was maybe like 2016. Yeah. Okay. So 2016, I was working a job that I was so miserable in. I was a, a marketing director and an executive assistant and just long story short, it just didn't vibe with me and it wasn't good for me. And so I let myself get migraines and really stressed out about it because it was a good job. And I was really young at the time. And I was like, I should be grateful for this job. And it just, it wasn't, it wasn't right for me. Um, and I went to a conference called PLF um, for this woman, for this, for this person I was working with. And I met entrepreneurs, my first conference. I think it was, I think it was like LaunchCon actually. So it was like the next level. And I had never been to an entrepreneur conference and it's with Jeff Walker. And it was insane like I was around all these amazing like I had been working for entrepreneurs before that but it wasn't like entrepreneurs in the online space that are launching products and they're super jazzed up and they're like what do you want to do to change the world and I'm like, <laughs> like it was so crazy and like Jeff Walker was like standing on a chair and they're like you know like and it was just like this crazy event where everybody was just like so fully alive and I was like wow okay like this is amazing I want to be around this right so at that point I was like well I know marketing um I'd been a marketing director for two different companies I'd gotten a degree in journalism which I think is just like the storytelling and that's what marketing is um and so I like did some freelance consulting at that point I like kind of put myself out there there and I was like I'd be willing to do some freelance consulting I actually got a client it was like crazy um and while I was at this conference I bought a ticket for the next conference PLF in uh, uh April of the next year so this is October 2016 and April of the next year I was like I'm gonna get I'm gonna buy that ticket hello high water I'm gonna go February I quit that job as a marketing director just had one marketing consulting client that was it like and I was like I can't do this act of self-love on on like Valentine's Day I quit <laughs> and uh so I uh long story short just had that client for like a month and a half maybe two months and then I go on April I'm like I'm broke I am jobless like I am still gonna go to this conference 
So I went to the conference in Phoenix and um, I told my partner at the time, I was like, I'm never going to work for anybody I don't want to become more like. And that has been a motto that I have held since then, because I am influenced by the people I'm around. I'm influenced by the people I work with and for, and I have said yes to working with them. And then I have very quickly quit or um, like ended that relationship because I'm like, I realize I don't want to become like this person. So it's been something I've really held on to. I go to this conference and um, this is such a long story, but I'm going to try. No, I love this. Go for it. <laughs> so I had met Stu McLaren at LaunchCon in October that last year. And I had said, I want to start a nonprofit at some point. I'm an executive assistant. My name's Summer, blah, blah, blah. And I just kind of like talked to Zero for a second. It was like one second meeting, right? And I think I gave him my card. And then in April of this next year, him and his wife are on stage. They're incredible. They have like this village impact, which is a beautiful nonprofit. They've, they're like membership site gurus. He's incredible. He's energetic. He believes in like good things and he practices it. Right. I went home that night, told my partner at the time, I was like, I want to be just like him. Like, I want to be just like him and his wife. Right. The next day I'm walking through the hallway and I hear some. And I look over and Stu McLaren is calling my name. And I was like, what? Like, uh, so I walk over to him and I was like, hi. And he's like, hey, Summer, like, I don't know if you remember me, but we met in October. And I'm like, yeah, of course I remember you. Like, you're Stu McLaren. And he was like, cool. Like, you said that something about you being an executive assistant at that time. And um, I was just wondering, like, my executive assistant, her name is Summer. She's going on maternity leave. Would you be interested in maybe being my executive assistant while she's on maternity leave? And I was like, oh, yeah. So long story short, I worked for him for a time. I uh, learned so much. He was so amazing. The team was amazing. Um, but I also at that time, so, oh, oh, the same conference, I find this little koala on the ground and it says, um, I heart Australia. It's like this little, I'm like, I'm like, by the end of this year, I'm going to Australia. Just decided, right? Um, I was like, I love this. This is a sign. I'm going to Australia, right? So long story short, November, um, just like, I'm going to skip all the craziness, but I find myself like it's November. I said, I was going to go to Australia at this point. Now I'm like jobless, homeless and single again, because I've like switched different things. I broke up with a boyfriend. I like moved out of the apartment. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Australia. So I just like book a ticket to Australia and then it's like a couple hundred bucks more to go to like Auckland, um, New Zealand and Melbourne and Sydney. So I go to all three and I just book an Airbnb under 50 bucks a day that just has a blue comforter because I like the color blue. And that's like, I was going to do it like, so I just like went to like different people's Airbnbs and um, like oh. just bummed around, met amazing people, um, met people through uh, Girls Gone Travel, like, or something like that. Like Girls Love Travel. And like, so like somebody reached out to me anyway, met all these cool people, got offered a job there. And I'm realized at this point, I was like, if I leave America now, I'd fallen out of love with it. I'd become stressed out and overwhelmed. If I leave America now, I don't think I'll ever come back. Wow. So I came back, uh, after like thinking about this job, I came back to the States, like still job was on the single. And I was like, how do I fall back in love with America? So that was the question I asked myself uh, in, gosh, I don't know, like, I think it was like 2017 or 2018. And um, I was like, well, the last time I was in, Amer in love with America was when I was living in my car and I was going to national parks talking to strangers. So how do I do that? And how do I do that sustainably? 
And so I decided I was going to build out a van and talk to people at national parks, just talk to strangers at national parks, and I might as well record it and I'll just make it a podcast. And I've been an assistant for a while. So I just posted on Facebook. I was like, is anybody looking for an assistant um, virtual and a virtual assistant? You know, I've been doing this for a while. I just want to do something on the road. I got like three or four people immediately asking me to work with them. Um, I worked for Jamie Bright, who was incredible. I worked for her for two years. She like contacted me within, within 30 minutes, we were on a call of posting that, right? Um, so long story short, I built out a van. I, it was just like a small van. It was like a little Ford Transit, four by six feet. I built it out in like no time with no budget. Um, like, and I was like, screw it, let's do it. And I like drove to Australia. And uh, our Australia. <laughs> I was going to say, how did you well, drive to Australia from the U.S.? <laughs> yes, not Australia. Fact check me. I drove to Alaska and started um, making this podcast. I interviewed over 100 people, hated editing. So I only, or just put off editing. So I only edited 18 episodes, but now I have 100 interviews. I, let me meet the most incredible people. Um, one little other story. I was in Alaska and I picked up this magazine and it was like, you know, a nice expensive magazine about traveling. It had a van on the front. It was so beautiful. And I was like, okay, Summer, like you're on a budget. The only way you can buy this magazine is if you promise you'll write for them. And so I bought this magazine and a year later, I had an article published in that magazine about the people I met living on the road in the national park. So like, and I had this incredible patron following. I wrote 44 on average postcards every single month, just like personalized postcards to all the people that supported me on Patreon. I had just, it, it opened up the world. So I just want to say like, if you don't know what to do, chase the curiosity and follow through because it just opens up a world of possibilities and just take the next tiny step because it'll lead to the next tiny step. Follow that like sign that feels right in your body because it'll lead to the next adventure and that'll lead to the next thing and that'll lead to the next thing and pretty soon before you know it you're like this is like all a grand plan it looks like like one thing led to another such so perfectly it was like I planned this all out so yeah that's that's a long story no that, <laughs> that is an amazing story and I so let me ask you this regarding the travel because you went to 49 states, right? Like, yes. did, did you have, so did, did you have, I'm sure they were all amazing in their own way. Did one stand out? Which one, which state surprised you the most as far as what you expected and what the reality was? Oh my gosh. Okay. First off, like all of them, because every state has amazing things about it and when you talk to people who live there and who love their state they will tell you that that state is the most amazing state in the whole union and they will tell you oh, why i'll tell and you pennsylvania pennsylvania is the greatest yeah. state in the world of course montana and illinois and you know yeah. like it's like everybody everybody will like tell you why you should fall in love with that national park and that state and if you just talk to people I mean, I fell in love with all of them. Honestly, I fell in love with every national park. I fell in love with every national forest. I fell in love with every time I asked somebody what they loved about something, I fell in love more. And uh, so, but I will say that I was intending to spend a week in Alaska and I spent a month and a half there. It was wow. so beautiful. I mean, so it's just insane. I mean, like, I mean, everybody knows Alaska is wild. Uh, but the beauty will take your breath away, or it did mine, at least. And uh, 
and the people there are amazing. And I mean, they're amazing everywhere, but I love Wrangell St. Elias, one of the largest pieces of wilderness in the world. And I got two flat tires in there and I had a struggle time and I had the best time there um, because it was just like, that's not going to ruin this amazingness. So yeah, I think uh, if you can go to Alaska, like Alaska, um, but if you can't make it to Alaska, I mean, any state find, find the, the, the way I did it was I would ask instead of like going to the like tourist places, which I would do sometimes, I would ask a local what your favorite place is. And if I had a friend somewhere, I would be like, can you take me to your favorite place? And that is so different from take me to the best place or like we should, what should we sightsee or whatever? Like, but if they can take you to their favorite place, not only is it like a cool place and a hidden gem a lot of times, but it lights them up. So now you're around somebody that's like, I love this lake. This is the most incredible. I'm going to tell you, I, I used to go here as a kid, like, or we've been here like four times this last year because it's so amazing and you just get excited by it and so like I just like fed off of their excitement I was like this is my favorite place (laughs) (laughs) I love that I mean it it seems like it also this is probably something maybe you didn't even think about so after it seems like it I don't know if you were like this before this trip or not but you're probably now fearless to talk to anybody because you were talking to so many people that you didn't know for so long. Like, is that, is that fair to say? I think that's fair to say because I did feel uncomfortable. So, I mean, I still do, but like, there were definitely times where I was like, Summer, your job is to interview strangers. I know you do not feel like it, but you need to get out of this car. Like I would have to pep talk myself. Like you owe it to your patrons to like go and talk to somebody, just pick one person somewhere, like just walk up to one person and ask them if you can just ask them some questions on your, you know, recorder. So I would push myself out of my comfort zone. I do think that even like with my like experience talking to people, I think the biggest thing was like knowing that I could be uncomfortable and still do it anyway. Knowing that now and proving that to myself has given me that confidence too. Because like, I now see a lot of things that make me uncomfortable, but if they feel right in my body, I'm going to do them anyway. Well said, very well said, stay uncomfortable. I like that a lot. So what's, as we, as we finish up, what's something you're looking forward to in 2023? Do you have some big goals and plans coming up this year? I have a (laughs) feeling you do. I do. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I want to like help, I want to help a hundred entrepreneurs. So I want to talk to a hundred entrepreneurs and help them like get over that overwhelm, that frustration, that feeling of wanting to like walk away from their business or burn it down or sell it because they're so overwhelmed. (laughs) I want to help them understand that there are the right people and the right processes to help them stay in their zone of genius and joy, fly the plane and let others serve the coffee. So my big goal is to speak to 20 masterminds this year um, because those are those are people, my people, who I like know what it takes to invest in their success and they're growing a business. So I would love to talk to 20 masterminds. I also would love to talk to a bunch of podcasts. I just want to be able to have people hear this message and feel a little bit less overwhelmed, a little bit more inspired, a little bit more focused. Oh, thank you, Siri. Uh, and so... <laughs> I can help that. And my big goal is a hundred. 
who knows? Um, that, that would make me feel really good. I love that you set big goals. I think that's awesome. And I can't wait to see you crush those goals. And by the way, if other people, we'll put this in the show notes on the podcast as well. But if other people want to see you and follow you, crush it, where can people find you best? Um, well, they can find me on Instagram. They can find me at thetimerich.com. You can find me on The Time Rich, or you can even follow Summer Slavin to get like more of my life. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So, I mean, if you just, if you just look at me um, or if you email summer at thetimerich.com, every single interaction is a gift to me. I love people. I love talking, obviously. So if you want to talk to me, I'd be happy to talk to you. Um, it always fills up my cup. I love people and talking as well. And I assume you're currently, are you able to take on new one-on-one -on -one clients? Yeah, I'm doing VIP days in three months, uh, boot camp, efficiency boot camps. Um, so yeah, if you want to work with me, I'd be happy to work with you. All right. And we will link all that up in the show notes. Thank you, Summer, so much. I'm so glad we reconnected and connected on this podcast. You're your story is just inspiring. Like I'm, I'm going to think of this often whenever I'm debating doing something slightly uncomfortable that I know is probably going to help me or somebody else. I'm going to do it because uh, if you can do it, I can do it. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you. And we're rooting for you from uh, Pittsburgh to Montana. Yes. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you everybody for listening and we will see you all next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Living the Dream with Matt Scaletti. I'm so grateful for you. Please share this podcast on your social media so others can benefit from this valuable content. Also, please subscribe to my podcast because if you aren't, I am watching you. <laughs> Check me out on social media and message me if you need me as your keynote speaker at Matt Scaletti on social media. I respond to all messages. Thanks, and I love you so much. Yeah.